0: Welcome to the Big Book Roundtable in the RICO 12 family of recovery resources targeted people from all backgrounds, faiths, and places dealing with the with addictions of all varieties. Rico 12 is also a resource for the loved ones of addicts. I'm Justin B., a child of an all-powerful and all-loving God and a multidisciplinary addict living in a in the miraculous recovery promised in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. And I'm blessed to be the moderator of this roundtable. I'm joined today by David G. and Nikki M. The three of us are striving to live in the miracle of recovery one day at a time. And... Uh, we're excited to, to carry on this conversation as we read line by line, paragraph by paragraph through the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. I'm going to quickly introduce myself. I'm a grateful recovering sex addict, uh, miraculously sober since June 19th of 2015. Typically, I'm, I'm a recording from Spokane, Washington. Today, I am of trying to be of use and helpful to others, working my recovery by giving back to my parents as they are moving. So I'm spending time in Arizona for the next week, doing a lot of stuff there. Grateful to do that. Now let's, uh, let's uh, have David and Nikki introduce themselves. David, why don't you take just a minute, introduce yourself and share what's going on in your life right now.
1: Sure. Happy to Justin. Thank you for your service, Nikki. Good to see you. I'm David G. I'm an alcoholic addict from Oklahoma. Been in the rooms for almost three decades now and uh, been a recovered alcoholic addict for uh, quite some time. So uh, the things that are going on in my life, I'm very busy with work and with family as everybody is. Uh, a lot of recovery going on. I'm working with a lot of people and uh, sponsoring a lot of men and uh, just giving back what's been freely given to me. So it's, been, it's good to be here with you both tonight.
0: Thank you. Thanks, David. Sure. Appreciate it. Nikki, your turn. You're up.
2: Hi, everybody, and yes, I'm always happy to be back at this virtual roundtable with my fellows, and I'm Nikki M, a grateful member of many beautiful fellowships, and I've been in these rooms for over a decade, and, and you know what? I'm going nowhere. What have I been up to lately? I've been really living this program. Because I'm sometimes restless, irritable, and discontented. And I want what I want today. And no, I'm not the generation of instant gratification. I've never swiped for an Uber food. I've swiped for a man. When the apps first came out, that didn't work out well for me. And now I'm here constantly seeking and swiping for God. So grateful, you guys. Thank you.
0: Thanks, Nikki. Thanks, David. I'm excited to, to continue on in our march and our uh Uh, snorkel through the big book as we go through this page by page today we're going to pick up where we left off last time we started in bill's story last time and today we're going to start at the top of page two in the fourth edition of the big book of alcoholics anonymous and we'll read a few paragraphs here and then we'll comment on it and share our experience strength and hope with each other and with you the listening audience all right here we go starting at the top of page two I took a night law course and obtained employment as investigator for a surety company. The drive for success was on. I'd proved to the world I was important. My work took me about Wall Street and little by little I became interested in the market. Many people lost money, but some became very rich. Why not I? I studied economics and business as well as law. Potential alcoholic that I was, I nearly failed my law course. At one of the finals, I was too drunk to think or write. Though my drinking was not yet continuous, it disturbed my wife. We had long talks when I would still her forebodings by telling her that men of genius conceived their best projects when drunk, that the most majestic constructions of philosophic thought were so derived. By the time I had completed the course, I knew that law was not for me. The inviting maelstrom of Wall Street had me in its grip." Business and financial leaders were my heroes. Out of this alloy of drink and speculation, I commenced to forge the weapon that one day would turn in its flight like a boomerang and all but cut me to ribbons. Living modestly, my wife and I saved a $1,000. It went to certain securities, then cheap and rather unpopular. I rightly imagined that they would someday have a great rise. I failed to persuade my broker friends to send me out looking over factories and managements, but my wife and I decided to go anyway. I had developed a theory that most people lost money in stocks through ignorance of markets. I discovered many more reasons later on. We gave up our positions, and off we roared on a motorcycle. The sidecar stuffed with tent, blankets, a change of clothes, and three large volumes—huge volumes of a financial reference service. Our friends thought a lunacy commission should be appointed. Perhaps they were right. I had had some success at speculation, so we had a little money. But we once—but we once worked on a farm for a month to avoid drawing on our small capital that was the last honest manual labor on my part for many a day we covered the whole eastern united states in a year at the end of it my reports to wall street procured me a position there procured me a position there and the use of a large expense account the exercise of an option brought in more money leaving us with a profit of several thousand dollars for that year all right so here i mean we get into some of the the story of bills uh, adventures in, prof- in in his professional life and in some of these places it sounds like things are going really well but I'd like to get into this and, and see how this relates to me you and and others in the world of, of addiction and alcoholism David why don't you go through there and tell us a few things that stick out to you teach us a little bit about that maybe the history of this and some of the insights you have
1: okay thank you Justin um, <clears throat> you know he was very successful in, in everything he did you know, except for, of course, his drinking. And uh, it seemed like he was pretty successful with that. But we we know how the story ends. So, you know, at at the top where he said, I took a night law course, this he did. And he was uh, very sharp at this. It isn't like that that he took a law course and he failed. No, he was very good at what he did. But he decided that the law was not for him. And you have to remember, this is around 1937. And so... For me, when I read through this, it it says the drive for success was on. I began to relate to Bill Wilson right away on this page. I would prove to the world I was important. That was very important for me to do with my fellows as addicts. And even in sobriety for a long time, you know, I've always strived to be the best, to be the one, to, to know this, to know that. I would always try to prove to the world that I was important. So, you know his work did take him about uh, Wall Street, like you read. He said many people lost money, but some became very rich. Why not I? He was a very driven man. You know he. They said that he made his living uh, as a fast talker to slow thinking people who had very deep pockets, and I can relate to that very much. And but but he sees that that this isn't going to be for him. So his passion is for. um stocks. And it is said more than one time that, that he was not a stock broker. I think that we have that backwards. I, I think that he was a stock speculator. I, I think it makes that very clear. He had a vision. He was able to see into things that other people could not. And I can relate to that some with the big book and the insight that I've had on that throughout the years. and And not saying that from an egotistical place today, but I'm able to read it in a way that that uh, makes a lot of sense, and so, you know, it talks about they give up their position, roar, roar off on a motorcycle with the sidecar, stuff with tents and blankets and uh, changes of clothes, and all these huge uh, volumes of financial effort, and so they covered the whole eastern seaboard in a year. He and his wife, and so they stopped at many places. There, there were talk about. You know, the things that they did in some of the books that I've read uh, about Lois, uh, she told more of the story than he did, how they would, uh, you know, bathe in the lake when it was so cold that they couldn't hardly stand it. You know, she would talk about some of her spiritual moments where she would watch a bird and and this and that. And and so it's uh, there's a lot of history here. But if I look at this for myself, Really right now with the things that he did, like studying law and and stock speculating, see, I don't have any interest in that whatsoever. So when I first started reading the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous in 1994, this story didn't appeal to me very much. But slowly I began to pick things out of it that I could relate to. I started looking at the similarities rather than the differences And one of them, of course, what you read, I would prove to the world I was important. Some became rich. Why not I? That's a question for me. Um, Also, uh, for the next few years on page three, uh, fortune threw money and applause my way. I can relate to these three words. I had arrived. I felt that way many times in my addiction, Uh, my judgment and uh, ideas and that was probably his downfall was judgment and ideas see how one uh leads the other uh were followed by many to the tune of paper million and we have to remember you know um i said 37 earlier but this was the late 20s this is whenever the this is whenever the uh crash took place in the u.s and uh But what I see through this all is I really begin to see how the hand of God moves in the life of Bill, whether he can see it or not right now. When we go to the podium, we usually tell our story in this way, what it used to be like, what happened and what it's like. Now, we're going to see the same thing in this story here as we move through it. This is what it was like before his spiritual awakening. If you will look at his ideas, if you will look, he says, my drinking assumed more serious proportions. Uh, The remonstrance of my friends terminated in a row. I became a long wolf. Uh, No real infidelity for my wife. And some of the history that I read, you know, there were times that he would show up with nothing but a suit coat on. Bill, I think most definitely from the things I read, had a problem similar to a lot of us that are probably listening here whenever it comes to sex and, uh, and the acting out. And that that is recorded in a lot of places. Uh, so I don't know. This is just, it's, it's a very good story from here. It's really just talking about himself, but this is fixing to jump into a treasure trove of information for all of us. So I'm really grateful to be here today and to share a little experience, strength, and hope on that, on this. And uh, really good to see you both. So thank you.
0: Thanks, David. appreciate that. Yeah. All right, Nikki, what are some of the things as, you, as we read through the those uh, paragraphs that uh, stuck out to you and had some meaning to you today?
2: Well, thank you, guys, Justin and David. I'm just so grateful for both of you. And what jumps out at me? I am Bill W. I mean, this is me. I took a night course. My line out says, addicts are so smart. And the last... Uh, alcoholic. I took hostage right before I was going to, you know, this, the, the destruction of self Um, the final end, he, this guy was an architect six, four. I mean, you name it. He like, architects are smart people. Like this is next level nuts. We are very smart people. I am too. Right. And, and it says the drive for success was on, which David was just talking about my line out ego. And here comes my worship of money my worship of validation, the drive for success. Look at me, look at everyone. Look at me, 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 I, 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 self, 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 self. Right. And then, you know, this top paragraph, I just, you know, again, I have a lot of line out that says problems are already starting on the second page of the book. Now, if you're like me, yeah, my problems already started the minute I exited at my mom's womb and entered the world. You know, the family disease of alcoholism, which says right here, you know, Bill's talking, though my drinking was not yet continuous, disturb my wife, my line out. This is a family disease. See, though I'm not in a murderous rage, homicidal and suicidal yet, I am disturbing my entire family. I'm the tornado that they'll talk about later. Men of genius. You know, this, I, my line out says my addict life is the only normal one. See here I am. Doesn't everyone take everyone hostage to control and martyr and manipulate, and manage the world, you know, conceived their, their best. This is old programming. You know, I'll never, you know, David, a few weeks ago, when we're going through the doctor's opinion, it's like my ideals and, and the way he had said it, like, they must be grounded in a new thing in a new way. These are all old ideals that, that Bill W. has here and myself, You know, I'm chasing, I'm seeking something. And I think it's money, accolades, just like Bill. And then on the next paragraph down here on page two, where it says, I rightly imagine that they would somehow uh, or someday have a great rise. That's like my line out, which is I imagined, which is fantasy addiction. See, there is the fantasy addiction with Bill. Bill Wilson, if he was here right now, could walk up and just say, hi, I'm Bill W. I'm a fantasy addict. I, I would love if someone in AA just walked up and said that because I'm not an alcoholic. So I don't get to say that. I have to say that in my own rooms. Meanwhile, aren't we all just suffering this disease of alcoholism? And then where it says bottom paragraph, we gave up our posi- positions and we're off. Well, there's the geographical location. I mean, we were just having some jive talk around our virtual round table before we hit the record button. I'm like, Oh, you're in Arizona. Remember when I lived in Bullhead City, Arizona, trying to run from my problems family, if you're listening? (laughs) They even found me in Bullhead City. They found me in, you know, I'm from Orange County, born in, I mean, it's just, I'm I'm everywhere. And wherever I go, there I am. And this final page three, you know, it says, um, our friends thought lunacy commission should be appointed. See, my friends see it long before I can. Not only do they see the change, the good changes long before I can, they see the bad changes in me. And they're like, what is Nikki doing? You know, where are you going? What are you, Where you know, Mars wasn't far enough where I would have been there. And I'll end here real quick. The last honest manual labor on my part for many a day. My line out says sloth and lazy. You know, I mean, this is where it starts. The scheming, the manipulation, the, I need someone to take care of me. What are your thoughts on that?
0: Yeah, Nikki, good stuff, good stuff. And as I read through this, you know, the line that I've used many times and it just really stuck out to me again was, I commenced to forge the weapon that one day would turn in its flight like a boomerang and all but cut me to pieces. You know, my, my own plans and designs of thinking, hey, I've got this, the, the fantasy addict, I've got these grand plans and this is going to happen. And yet the way I build it is using uh, my addiction, using my character defects that build that, uh, that hold that addiction up that provide the foundation of the addiction. And no matter what my plans are, if I'm doing it from that position, that boomerang is going to come back and shred me, which has happened many, many times. So thank you both for those thoughts on that. I've, I've written down a couple of questions here that I'd like to ask you, David, you know, we talked to, we talked a little bit about, and, and Nikki also touched on this bill, Bill, Bill W. He was a pretty smart guy. He was pretty successful in, in, almost everything he did, even drinking, (laughs) which and it all led to being unsuccessful. How can being successful and finding success, even when I'm a absolute disaster on the inside, be a hindrance to alcoholics and potential alcoholics for their recovery process? How does success play into that?
1: That's a very good question, Justin. And I know that Whenever I'm very successful, uh, even if I'm a wreck on the inside, I'm still not completely depending up on God. I'm depending up on success. I'm depending up on money, people, favors, all these different things. So, you know, I like where you had talked about the boomerang coming back and cutting you all but to ribbons. And, you know, in one of the stories of Bill, you know, he was raised by his grandfather. And uh, what he had done is he had read about the boomerang. And it's something that he had never seen, no one had ever seen. And so he took the headboard of his bed and he cut a boomerang out of that. And he learned to throw it and and for it to come back. And then one day it came back, broke his grandmother's flower pot. And that was the end of the boomerang. But that's the reason that this is put in that part of the story. But if you look at it the way you were talking, anything can become the boomerang. Success, no matter what it is. is—drugs, alcohol, sex, lust. But really, it all comes from an inner condition for me. Those are the effects. That's not the cause. We're going to begin to see the cause as we move more through this book. But I think success, as good as that is, if I'm not in the right place with this God consciousness and this experience through this big book and the work that we do here, I'm not going to be a success no matter how much money I have. So... That would be my answer to that question, Justin.
0: Thank you. Thanks, David. Appreciate that. Nikki, I've got a question for you. You know, (laughs) one of the first things you said when you shared about what you took out of this, this, uh, these paragraphs was, "I am Bill Wilson." Now, I've heard a lot of people say and reference. You know, Bill Wilson was an old white guy. He's an old white dead guy that uh, that we. In, in society often look down on and say, why why is society built on people like him? How can you, as somebody who's not an old white dead guy, <laughs> Nikki, um, <laughs> relate to him in this way? Talk to us about that.
2: Well, that's that's a wonderful question. It's It's just so, you know, our listeners, if they haven't seen me, it's like I've got You know, I've got brown skin. My mother has light skin. My dad's a black Rasta man living in Dominica. So I've got that kind of mixed look. Curly hair, don't care. You know, I don't look anything, act anything. I'm a retired burlesque entertainer. I don't think Bill Wilson was one either. Okay, so, but when I look at them and I look at you and I, I look at all these people, especially it's important. I didn't just start reading this book. I've had over a decade in this program. So now when I read back to it, it's like, Oh, that's me. That's me. I don't know if I would have come in here sitting in day one across from, a, you know, with my coffee and across from somebody at a table. And, and they, I was reading this, never knowing anything about it. I, I don't know if I would have the same experience. Does that make sense? So I have an experience cause I have my own experience, strength and hope, but, and I know the book because it says page 55 deep down in every man, woman, and child is the fundamental idea of God. That means God's deep down inside of Bill, Deep di- is God is deep down inside of me, in you, in David. And so I have to look for the God inside of you. You have to look for the God inside of me is what this program's asking. It's, it's, it's so like, it, I, I can't comprehend how spirit world this is does that make sense so i remove all these things and we've been told a lot of times look for the similarities not the differences and then what happens is i realize like this whole story is talking about he had lots of money he had no money i had lots of money i had no money i've he has a partner i had a partner doesn't have a part it doesn't matter i'm hey he's 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 here and then he moves there he does this and i do that We have the same beyond human aid. We have the same losses. Our life has become unmanageable. So there's only one solution. And then if you get really deep into this program, none of this matters. Like I've been programmed, especially in my society. No, this isn't an outside issue about skin color and religions. And this book clearly says none of that matters. So because I'm armed with these facts, it makes it really easy for me in year 11, almost year 12 to say, I am Bill W. Now let's reverse back. And if I was in day one, I don't know if I would have that same, um, you know, belief consciousness, if I can say, does that, that, I think, I think that answers your question. Hey, everyone, what it means is don't leave the room. So you can, you too can relate a hundred percent to Bill W. Some dead white guy. (laughs)
0: <laughs> awesome, thank you, Nikki. Man, uh, have, I have I've got some great takeaways from this. But before we get to mine, uh, David, what's a takeaway that you have, have from what we've talked about here that you can apply in your own life, or maybe in working with others around you?
1: Well, I've, I've believed, like everybody else, falsely for a long time that. I had arrived and, uh, you know, I proved to the world that I was important. And I'm not just talking about whenever I was drinking or using, I'm talking about while being sober. And so for me, I, you know, I want to continue to take away the fact that there's a big difference between staying sober and recovering from the disease of alcoholism. Uh, We're going to see where he gets sober. He's unable to stay sober. He gets sober. He's unable to stay. sober. we're going to see where he took step one. He drank again because he did not have the solution, uh, we're going to continue to see and, and until he finally has an experience with spirit and he is completely ready to give up self, that, that he really begins to recover in all areas of life, not just from drinking. Hell, this fits anything or anyone or any illness. You know, a lot of my brothers and sisters in Alcoholics Anonymous would absolutely agree with that or disagree with that. But I know from my own experience that this book applies to any addiction you have. No matter what it is, you can recover here if we're willing to do uh, what we do. So, my takeaway is that uh, it's good to show up, but I don't want to arrive for sure. So, thank you, Justin.
0: Thank you, David. Love that. It's good to show up. I don't want to just arrive like that. All right. Uh, Nikki, how about you? What's a takeaway from what we've discussed here today that you can apply in your own recovery?
2: Well, my takeaway is that I have a right to be here i'm not an alcoholic a real alcoholic but i suffer from the real disease of alcoholism and my takeaway because i get real serious about this because as 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 my brother and i say my brother david g just said many of the people in alcoholics anonymous would disagree but i love i love the history and david you know maybe next episode we'll talk about it it's like um what i understand is that this was a fan like lois went with her husband to these meetings early timers brought their families you know and and that this is this is affecting right there it says where did we just read it it says it disturbed my wife see alcoholism disturbs everyone who comes in contact with it and recently i was told i'm not welcome in a room and so i just want to say I am reminded, my takeaway is I am Bill W., I'm Justin B., I'm David G., I'm Nikki M., I'm a child of God, and I have a seat at this table. Thank you.
0: Thanks, Nikki. And, you know, my takeaway is is kind of along that same line. I am Bill W. And what I mean by that is in the last decade that i've been in the rooms i have my mind has opened up so much and i've been able to identify with so many people and just this story here is an example of that you know whether my sponsor or 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 a sponsee comes from a different part of the world a different religious background a different culture a different whatever i can identify with them through the commonality of alcoholism the ism that uh, brings us all into these rooms, not flying on wings of eagles, but crawling on our hands and knees, trying to figure out how can I get up and walk again, take up my bed and walk again. So that's my takeaway from this. Thank you, David. Thank you, Nikki, for this. Everybody out there, um, to learn what David and Nikki are working on to get in on some of the things that they're doing in their recoveries. Check out the, the links in the show notes. If you are able and willing, please consider making a donation to RICO12 to help us continue in these, these programs that we've got going out here for, for addicts who are out there suffering and for those who are wanting to find the light. We're grateful to, to have you here. Come find the commonality. Uh, join with us as we march as we walk shoulder to shoulder in this on this happy road of destiny work it you are worth it